bridges Floating off on barges to the land of the dead Floating on and on and on Singing, singing like a pigeon in a sing-sing jail You're floating on and on and on Singing, singing sugar, sugar Morning and welcome to episode 295 of Taking the Charge podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hein of Hein News. Thank you for stopping by. Uh, playoffs all over the place. NBA. We have three of the semifinalists uh, are are set, and uh, we are just about a week away from the Euroleague Final Four playoffs going on domestically. And uh, yeah, just loads of great basketball. Uh, before we uh, before we get into that, uh, I want to uh, let you know how you can get in contact with the, sh- with the show. Uh, you can go to catch me on on Twitter at High News H E I N N E W S. The email address is High News at gmx.de. High News.com is the website. You can go to the Facebook group. Uh, put in Taking the Charts podcast, and you will find the group there. Um, you can rate and review the show on iTunes, and you can go to Patreon and support the show, patreon.com slash taking the charge. Uh, before I go any further today, um, I, and I'm not going to really talk a lot, just kind of let the uh, interview, uh, put the interview in there and then and then head out. Um, I have an announcement, um, you know, 295, obviously, you know, obviously if you see 295, you know, one of the next things is, Hey, you know, 300 is coming up and, uh, announcement is that 300 is going to be my last episode of this podcast. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's been a wonderful, it's been a wonderful ride and it's been Absolutely beautiful to uh, have all of these fantastic uh, interview partners. Uh, it was great doing the podcast for a couple of years with with Oz, um, th- you know. Um, and but it's just, uh, it, and it's not necessarily that it's that it's so much work. It's but I just figure three hundred is a nice even round number, and um, you know I, I was considering uh, shutting it down after after Oz said he couldn't do it, um, just because you know, missed the, the banter of it. Um, uh, but then I thought it was kind of, you know, just, it was just kind of a shame, um, to not do it. Uh, but, um, just because, you know, I thought the interviews were really, were really good. Uh, most of them, not all of them, of course. Uh, but most of the interviews were good, had really great stuff in there. And, uh, I wanted to keep doing that, keep providing that, to to the to the uh, to the listeners um but yeah it's you know again so first of all it's it's you know it's been more than five years uh, almost six and then um you you know just with 300 being such a nice big old round number um figured that um that it's that it's time to uh to uh to shut it down so um this one and then five more uh, that would mean that uh, June thirteenth is the big is the big three hundred 
um, and uh, obviously no hints whatsoever on who will be on that show. But um, uh, yeah, so I wanted to get that out there. Um, I've probably had it in my mind for I guess about two or two or three months, um, and then um, and then just as it as it kind of got closer and closer, I said, all right, it's it's time to to to. To, to let it let it sit you know let it uh let it be history you know 300 episodes of a of a show is um you know it's a nice group nice group of uh of of really nice interviews out there so um obviously huge thank you to everybody who's who supported the show and this you know i don't want to go i'm not going to go into all this but you know kind of touch a little bit more on um uh in mid-june um but uh, yeah so that's the announcement um this you know, episode 295 and then five more. Um, and then that'll be it for taking the charge podcast. Um, all right. So obviously, you know, Houston, uh, you know, everybody was hoping for Houston and golden state. And I guess there was a, a fan here or there who was thinking maybe San Antonio, uh, or Portland could, could, could get there. Uh, but you know, really, I think probably everybody except those two fan bases or the fan bases of the other teams was really hoping that it would be Houston and Golden State, uh, just because of what Houston's been doing this season. Uh, and then <laughs> Cleveland, um, it, I, I should actually go back and look and see what the predictions were. I don't, I don't expect a lot of people picked Toronto to beat Cleveland, but I doubt there was more than more than let's say five percent max that had a sweep by cleveland uh also especially with home court advantage uh going to the um uh going to the to the raptors uh but you know lebron james you know this is season 15 this is just insane what he's doing um and uh you know it looks like it's going to be boston uh, they're up three one, um, you know. They went up three zero, and then you know, kind of whenever you go up three, three zero, you often the, the 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 trailing team will grab the game four, the game game four, and then uh, then the 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 leading team kind of uh, finishes off in uh, in in five. Uh, so it would be actually a, a pretty big surprise um, if um, if the Sixers do come back. But it is basketball, and but three wins—it's uh, going to be really tough. And and then, yeah, <laughs> fascinating basketball. How how um, how Brad Stevens is going to what what he's going to come up with to to stop LeBron. Um, uh, it's it, I think I'm going to be starting to get up uh, in the uh, middle of the night um, to uh, to watch some basketball now. Uh, which I kind of said the whole time, you know, this regular season is really hard to, to watch and, you know, and, and, you know, going three, two or two or three o'clock in the morning is a lot different. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, definitely, you know, once the, uh, once these conference finals start, I need to check and see what my schedule looks like the next couple of, uh, next couple of weeks. Um, but, uh, yeah, so really exciting, uh, time right now in the NBA, um, really, you know, the two giants in the West, uh, and then Cleveland with LeBron James and then probably Boston, um, should be great stuff. 
Uh, Euroleague, uh, probably wait until next week, and, and definitely we'll wait until next week for the Adidas Next Generation Tournament. The, um, uh, I probably, no, not probably, I will be in, in Belgrade next week for the show um, to record the show. And uh, so we'll talk a lot about the Adidas Next Generation Tournament. Uh, I, I, it seems like I think that the the schedule the um, the rosters are are there, and uh, so you can go out over to the Adidas Next Generation uh, AdidasNGT.com and check out the the um, the rosters there. And uh, like I said, I'll I'll talk in in depth about those um, about those games uh, about the teams and 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 sort of expectations about the tournament. So you're gonna have to wait till next week. Uh, all right, the the news is starting to come in uh, for the under seventeen uh, for the under seventeen World Cup, the FIBA basketball FIBA under seventeen U seventeen basketball World Cup two thousand eighteen going on in Argentina. Names uh, teams are starting to announce their 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 rosters, or at least their training camp player pools. USA has got thirty two. Um, is that right? Uh, do they have 32 or do they have somewhere in their 30s? Uh, and then and then uh, Australia actually went and named their 12-man roster, and we'll get to that in, in, in a couple of minutes. Um, Canada has named their, their coach. Uh, that's Kirby Shep. And then they're probably uh, going to be announcing – they should have uh, uh, long announced their squad – uh, their their training camp group. Um, by the time we talk next week, so go, follow those follow those tournaments uh, tournament websites. Also, the under eighteen, FIBA Americas under eighteen uh, that that starts on June tenth. Uh, so that's actually the first of the summer tournaments, and that uh, those USA have announced their player pools. Zion Williamson, Quentin Grimes. Um, Kobe, Kobe White, uh, some some nice big names coming in there. Canada are also supposed to name their their uh, under eighteen group of 16, 17 players in the coming days. Doesn't look like um, RJ Barrett's going to be there. Um, obviously, their main guys uh, going to their main guys are going to be uh, Andrew Nemhart. Um, so yeah, that's going to be that's going to be. Um, that's going to be a good tournament. Uh, unfortunately, I, I can't be in St. Catharines. I'll actually be in Berlin for um, covering, helping cover the uh, FIFA World Cup uh, for German press agency DPA. Uh, but uh, going to try to actually look at my schedule and try to figure out how much of that tournament I'm going to be able to watch. But that's going to be a great one. Uh, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, and... You know, in Canada, that's <laughs> looking at that Canada under sixteen, under seventeen, under uh, eighteen teams. Man, there's a lot of talent. You know, they are Canada is 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 unbelievably quickly getting to the to the to the to the place where they have an embarrassment of riches, and they uh, not in these tournaments, not 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 yet. Um, the under eighteen uh, should be okay, but next year the under nineteen World Cup. You know, given that they, they if they qualify, uh, but then you're in the same boat as the as the Americans, um, where you have you know NBA draft uh, draft picks, um, you know entrance, and then you also have the you know um, 
the the players going to college and and not 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 um, deciding against going to the under eight under nineteen World Cup and um, uh, to instead uh, either um, you know go to their college or, or work out individually whatnot. So Canada is rapidly very is, is almost, I think it's going to be in that spite space next year um they were already there not last year uh last year at uh, at under 19 you have to think that that rj barrett was two years younger you know they had um you know all the 98s and even the 99s could have gone and and uh, so um yeah canada uh, looking forward to see what what group they actually come and and show to the to the home fans there in st Catharines. if you you know if you're going to go in there if you're going to be to canada i think it's june 10 june 16 i think i want to say somewhere in there um, it's in St. Catharines, which is actually only about half hour, 40 minutes or so away from the um, Niagara Falls. So if you're in that area, uh, go check that out. It'll be some fantastic basketball. All right. Um, let's get to the interview of the week and um, had a chance to talk to Justin Schuler. He is the head coach of the Australian U-17 national team. Um, they just, uh, they just, the under-16 uh, squad, most of which uh, is now going to be on the under-17 team. They just um, uh, last month won the under-16 uh, FIBA U-16 Asian Championship, and uh, which <laughs> was was actually from 2017, but was played in April of 2018, and um, and so they went undefeated and to win their first uh their first ever uh trip to the under 16 and uh so now they're uh, going they qualified for the under 17 uh the u17 world cup so uh here's my interview with justin uh, schuler enjoy that and uh, we will catch you on the other side all right so on the show this week uh we have justin schuler the uh head coach of the australian U17 national team coach Justin uh, coach uh, thanks for uh, coming on the show thanks for having me um, first of all for uh, um, maybe just maybe just uh, congratulations first of all uh, I know there was a long wait um, uh, but you uh, but you were able to lead the uh, lead the uh, Australian team at the uh, under 16 uh, FIBA, FIBA Asia 2017 competition that took took place a couple of a uh, few months later, a few months into 2018. Yeah, the <laughs> um, maybe uh, first, just congratulations. Uh, maybe uh, you know it, it's a uh, it's a uh, it is a couple of weeks now past uh, maybe your biggest recollections uh, of uh, of that uh, success looking back yeah absolutely like I guess for us our first time through Asia was a uh, was a challenge in itself not knowing what to expect and and I guess the level of competition having always gone through Oceania um, but for us, what was great was being able to bring the group of boys together um, and just get better every day and uh, we obviously knew a little bit about our opponents but it's always different once you're there and uh, we're really proud of the way we grew from from game to game and uh, you know Korea gave us a real uh, really good challenge there in the quarter final and once we got through that you know the, the group just gained added confidence and, and we felt we got a bit of a roll on from that. 
Um, you know, we we talked a little bit, you know, back and forth on, on messaging and stuff like that about, you know, having, you know, that that you know, this is the first time that that uh, that you guys are going through through Asia. Um, maybe what uh, you know, not in the 18s are going through that this this summer are going to go through that. Um, what would you say is the biggest? Um, Difference or or the or the biggest uh, let's say uh, challenge for for you guys and for New Zealand coming from the uh, Ocean Oceana. I guess uh, previous to going into here, we always knew that it was going to come down to New Zealand and us. Um, so you know, two horse race, you feel pretty good about what your chances are there. Where through Asia, we know that there's strength in so many nations, uh, and I guess it's a real advantage I see for us moving forward is that we get another level of international play before we do get to to the world championship. Um, you know, the, just the the challenges around you know, being able to get through tournament play and, and find a way to keep getting better, uh, but also travelling to, to further distances than New Zealand or having it in Australia. So uh, they're sort of the, the things that for a first-time event, we weren't really sure how we are going to, to handle it. And this was our first time for this age group uh, touring anywhere. Uh, we didn't get a pre-tour before Asia. And uh, just you know, learning those things on the run and figuring that out. Um, it was definitely a challenge, but I think moving forward for us, like to go through Asia and have that competition, and now have the opportunity to qualify, and now going to the World Champs, I think we're going to be in a much better position than had we just gone through Oceania. Um, like we said, that this competition took place a lot later than probably anybody had hoped, even. Um, Knowing you know school and everything else, and I mean we're talking about sixteen-year-olds, uh, you know, sixteen and unders. Um, was was that a factor at all? Um, you know, as far as the timing of it, that that you, I mean, you're looking at the under seventeen squad, and it's pretty much uh, you know almost the entire U uh, sixteen team, and you know we will kind of get to that in 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 a, in a, in a bit. But was uh, was the timing of this? You know, if had it been in uh, you know in late, you know late summer, you know maybe that it might usually be. You know, now being have it uh, being like uh, you know whatever it was, April was that was that a challenge for yeah. you and the kids? Yeah, it definitely was. I guess the squad that we selected was basically the best talent at that moment in time, and then over our summer you know athletes get better and, and body types change and then by the time we're into the tournament uh you know like our group um is maybe different to what we thought it, it may have been but the bigger challenge was just trying to prep a, a team where you're not real sure when the tournament is mm-hmm. uh you know when we selected our group we obviously were in training camp there and 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 felt we got our group to a point that was ready to compete and then we we for four months didn't get to work with them again because of the postponement so what it did do though for us uh, in, you know, qualifying out of Asia and moving forward we really didn't want to change the group too much uh, 
uh, we, we were really happy with the culture that our group had um, and you know, how we went through Asia. Uh, so we were always pretty adamant that if we were going to make change, someone had to beat someone out of a spot um, and they had to provide a bit of a point of difference that we kind of, I guess, found that we needed out of Asia. So that's why we did only make three changes and it's a pretty quick turnaround for us. Like The kids got back from Asia and then were straight into the under-18 Australian National Championship right, right. Um, and then into our camp. So it's it's been a pretty busy schedule for the kids, but uh, really happy with what we've selected and, and the potential of the group moving forward. Um, you, you mentioned the, 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 the quarterfinal, and, and obviously with... Um, you know, four teams going through. That was the the crucial game. Um, you know, you guys had had twenty points at halftime, and and it was still only you know thirty three. I guess it was a thirty eight thirty three deficit um, going at uh, going into the fourth, and uh, you ended up putting up thirty six on on them in the fourth quarter um, after scoring thirty three in the uh, in the first three quarters. Um, I guess two questions. First, you know, maybe how nervous were you that the that the guys just wouldn't finally click, and and then maybe what happened in that fourth quarter? Yeah, I guess it's funny because we we made sure we we just treated every game exactly the same, and uh, I think the the added knowledge of the we had to get through that game to mm-hmm. qualify just in the back of the kids' minds I think was, was something that definitely made us a lot tighter than what we were in any other game and I guess as a staff we always believed if we stayed the course we could get it done and, and you spoke about the, the margins like we felt really good about our, our defensive end it was just can we put the ball in the hole and um, we decided to shift Luke Travers to the high point point in, in our zone offense and really that, that changed the game for us and, and we used our defensive pressure to create I guess some offensive flow in that last quarter and I think that's the, the great thing about our group is when we when we play the way we want to uh, that becomes our best offense is, is just the run off that and I think you know fortunately for us that's what we were able to do in that last quarter like careers 3-2 zones something very unique that we never see here in Australia so I think that played into it as well their game plan was pretty good and, and definitely gave us some challenges but uh, once the boys kind of relaxed that little bit and allowed their natural game to go I think you know nothing was going to stop them yeah, thirty six points, man. <laughs> it's one of those quarters where you're just like, oh, just keep, just you know, you don't even want to call a timeout. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. We just wanted that thing to keep rolling, and uh, it was just really pleased for the boys because, you know, as I said all week, they just got better and better, um, and that's something that we're really drawing on moving forward is, you know, that resilience to be able to find a way through that game. We feel that you know we can we can figure out anything in any game. And then semifinals, um, I, I, you know, just looking at, it, you'd say probably the key was defense in the fourth quarter, giving up just nine points in the fourth quarter um, against a team that obviously you know really well in, in New Zealand, right? Yeah, definitely. Like I guess we always, um, you know, the Australian New Zealand rivalry is definitely a strong one, and we just wanted to make sure that we stuck with our processes and, and we kind of felt if we, we did that, there'd be a moment in time where the game really opened up and 
uh, yeah, we were really, really pleased with how we defended. Um, and, and I guess some of the things that we, we tried to do in that game, we carried on into the, the gold medal game, um, which was, was great for us to kind of have that build up. Um, just, I guess, in general, what it, what it means for you guys to, you know, let's say, you know, uh, mission accomplished, get the job done, you know, go through uh, FIBA Asia for the first time, um, you know, with a nice, tough, nice, tough test um, uh, with the Korea game, beating, beating the team you, you guys know so well, and then, uh, you know, beating really one of the, the, the powers uh, of, of, of Asian basketball in China in the final. Yeah, I guess uh, you know we were always uh, that the the gold medal game against China. We we really weren't sure how good we were at that point. Um, we knew we'd have to play really well on that day to make sure we got the result we wanted. And uh, again, throughout our day and just being able to run the ball and and do a few things to their post play, um, we were fortunate enough to get out and. and come away with a win but I guess in my time with the under 17 program we've never kind of had a number one seed that gave us uh, such a strong pool situation for the world championship uh, so I guess you know, being the first at anything is something that's always great I think and we're really you know, proud of the Crocs tradition that we've had with the under 17 program and to be the first group to do that is something that's special to us um, but now the the ability to go into a world championship with a, a, a pretty nice uh, draw for us and, and something that we, we really look forward to the challenge uh, at that level now. Um, I don't want to talk about everybody but uh, on this team, but I do want to, I just kind of want to do want to get your, your opinion on a couple of guys. Um, you know, first one um, is... You know, a guy that, that was actually kind of getting quite a bit of attention, you know, just because pretty flashy guy. Uh, you know, we, you know, I got, uh, you know, I got a couple of comments for you for a story that I did on, on Tamari Wigness. Um, you know, he ended up, uh, you know, being tied in at the points leadership uh, with, with Wani and then, you know, was tops and assists uh, and then also had three steals. Uh, you know, maybe just... You know, this is the first competition, kind of like this for him as well. And you know, maybe just your your thoughts of him in general, and yeah. then maybe how he responded to, I guess, in 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 some parts, maybe a little bit of you know, maybe the first bit of pressure that he's had. Uh, you know, knowing that this is kind of the first competition, and uh, you know, there are you know, with a little bit of the spotlight uh, on him. Yeah, I think. Tamari's a, a real special talent. Um, you know, he comes from uh, far north Queensland, and, and in his state team, he you know, he is the man in that team. And I felt early in the tournament, uh, Tam was just trying to be too compliant with what we were trying to do at times. Um, and that's what I love about him. He, he's team first all the time, and will do whatever we we need of him to to try and help get the result. And there was one moment in that career game I just said to him, you know, we need a little bit of Queensland Tamari today and just gave me a little smile and away he went. And uh, that's the the real talent in him is that he's just got level after level he can take his game to and um, really coachable kid. Uh, still a lot of things he's got to get better at, but um, definitely someone to, to keep an eye on in the future and will be a huge part of our, our world championship campaign.
Uh, the other guys is is uh, is Wani, Swapak Loboku. You know, just really a nice overall game, and 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 uh, you know what what uh, what do you think are some of his biggest traits that that really helped this team? Well, we we when we selected him, we knew he was an elite level defender, and uh, that was always, I guess, what we we thought his point of difference could be for our group is if someone was you know having a day out on us we could put Wani on them and he'd find a way to to make it a lot tougher for him but he really came of his own with his offensive game while we were away um the way he shot the ball uh you know his ability to get to the rim be able to create for others like he really does have a complete uh game to him and and it was great to see in the especially the you know quarter and the semi and the goal game him just kind of rise another level and and at times put us on his back and and just take us to the, the to the home stretch all right uh argentina is going to be coming up actually quicker than 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 you probably even believe <laughs> Um, you know, really, it's it's I, I don't know. I guess uh, six weeks, six six seven weeks or so away. Um, you're in group uh, in Group A with Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, Turkey, and Dominican. Uh, obviously, two uh, uh, Central American teams, and then uh, you know a, t- a team like Turkey with uh, with a lot of tradition, uh, recent tradition of of creating a lot of uh, developing a lot of good talent. Uh, you know, looking at that group, uh, maybe just some of the things. I suppose preparation, actually, as far as preparation goes, having two teams from the same region and sort of playing more or less kind of, uh, as far as world basketball goes, the same style uh, is probably pretty convenient yeah. p- convenient for you. Uh, maybe just what do you think about that group? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, that was kind of, I guess, one of the things that we felt pretty good about was all right well there's two styles of of game that we've just got to uh get ready for and and figure out so that definitely helps our cause but um you know we we know what a world championship is like and that every game's a challenge but you know my time uh in the program like we definitely feel that is you know usually we've had a you know number two out of America and number three out of Europe and so we feel really well positioned and our style of play actually uh, works pretty well against these nations so um, you know in preparation for us we'll have a pre-world uh, tour through Argentina prior to the world championship and uh, we just came off selection camp this last weekend so um, really for us it's now the kids are back in their states uh, getting the work done through our network and basically the 20th of June we head off and, and start trying to build towards that first game. How much how much time because you know you've named your 12 and you know, you know, we the the Americans, for example, you know, they just named their 32 player uh, training camp team uh, or pool player pool, uh, whatever, two days ago. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, you guys, you guys have always been a team, you know, pretty far out there as far as uh, in advance of of having the team, you know, named and have a good idea of what you what you. Um, you know what you have um how uh what is what is from now until the time you leave how, when how much time are you going to have with the guys 
you actually don't have any more time with them until we depart. So um, that is a challenge for us. Like uh, we have, you know, basketball's played everywhere all over our country and to bring the athletes in, we only get small pockets of time with them. Uh, but what we do have is, I guess, our, and, uh, you know, our network's kind of known worldwide with our development pathway that uh, our athletes can go back into their state and continue to get the work they need um, to be able to prep and, and be where we need them for the tournament. Um, as a coach, you always want more time with them, and uh, that's definitely what, how I feel right now. But, um, you know, we feel we left camp on the weekend at a point where we could go into tournament tomorrow and compete at a high level. So for us, it's going to be about just reuniting, uh, getting some cobwebs out and, and moving forward. I guess our selection's always early as well due to our national championship always being in April. So with a world championship, the timing of that kind of always works pretty well for us. So okay, gotcha. uh, yeah, we're really confident in the, the group that we've selected and Look forward to yeah getting back together again and, and starting that journey. Um, I I know. Uh, I mean, well, since you, you you know you have a really good feel of how this team actually can play in in action, having having just played with them, you know, really just a couple few weeks ago. Um, yeah. And and you know you know you know from your experience what this competition means you know what you kind of need to 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 advance um what kind of expectation do you guys have going into this thing it's a great question like we you know this program's won two silver medals in the tournament's history and uh yeah our expectations will be there at medal time um I won't tell you what colour just yet. You know, I'd love to say it's gold, but uh, right now, you know, we we want to see what we do in the pre-world part of our, our tour, and then you know we'll have a much clearer picture of uh, where we feel we can finish. But we definitely uh, feel we've got, but as talented a, a group as what we've ever had, and uh, so the expectations are high, um, and that's really expectation internally. Uh, that's the players themselves have a, a, you know, a great understanding of, of what we need to be able to do and how we need to be able to go about things and, and also what the competition level will be. So you know, all of that, we, we, we will play with true Aussie pride and, and show uh, you know, the rest of the world you know, what we can do on that world stage. So you were assistant coach at the Under-17 World Cup in in uh, 2014 in Dubai, and then also at uh, at the um, Saragossa in 2016. Yes. Um, yeah. Knowing the the general progression of uh, Australian basketball, and you know, knowing um, about the you know the the guys that you had on, on those two teams. Um, how, how do you see this team as far as as far as that progression goes? Yeah, it's funny. Like the the silver medal group we had with Isaac Humphries and Dejan Vasilovich and, and Jack White and those kids. Uh, yeah, we were blessed with a fair bit of size in mm-hmm. that group and, right. and genuine size. Um, the difference with this group is we don't have that size, but we've got a lot more athleticism and speed. Uh, through our guards and wing play and even our bigs like Luke Jackson through Asia uh, who played as our five man you know like he was a, a rebounding fiend in that tournament and but traditionally he's undersized in that spot so we'll play very versatile with our group um, 
So that is definitely a little bit different to the, those past two teams. But we also feel that we've probably got as much, if not more, talent uh, than that silver medal group uh, from a from a future point of view. So we feel we're in a really good good place. The the group is built with quality young men that will definitely have long careers in the sport and you know, we just look forward to the challenge of helping them get to the level we need and, and going away and competing. I guess without giving away too many secrets, whatever, but but what do you think that you're going to have to really do uh, in order to be successful? Yeah, I think you know the way we we play offensively is, is going to be a bit of a point of difference. I think for a long time we've adopted more of a European style of play where we share the ball and we play with pace and space and I think we're going to have to be a lead at that. Um, and then the other part is our disruption on, on defence. I think you know, Aussies are known for picking up full court and, and being kind of pesky and I think if we can keep carrying that on and, and build on what we did in Asia uh, I think you know we should be in a pretty good place um, I, I want to ask you kind of moving moving on back to to, to Oceana um, to kind of uh, slowly but surely come to a close you know, one of the, one of the things that I thought when this with this restructuring was, you know, before the restructuring actually happened, where where uh, where the um, where it was, where I guess I guess it was it was clear that 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 Al-Shiena was going to be going to uh, to through through FIBA Asia. Um, you know, one of the countries that was really stepping up at the youth level was was Togo. Um, is that right? I'm trying to think. Um, who hosting events, right? No, I'm Fiji, sure. Fiji, Fiji. <laughs> Fiji, yes, yeah. Fiji, Fiji yeah. Fiji's the one. Fiji's the one. You know, Fiji was yep, really yep, kind yep. of stepping up. You know, hosting these. You know, originally it was really just. Uh, you know, for some time it was really just a three-game series between you and 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 New Zealand, and then you yeah. know, Oceania as a collective said, okay, well let's let's you know, okay, it was pretty clear that you you know that you two guys would come into the final. But let's you know give the exposure to the rest of uh, Oceania, and Fiji was one of the countries that really kind of started stepping up and hosting these events. Um, knowing knowing the one of the things I thought that it was kind of you know that I was I was really pleased with the with the development with the idea of, of trying to develop the sport down there, um, and uh, and then I thought you know to 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 really if they if they were you know really wanted to kind of push push it push the level down in Oceania that that they could even give us give a, a third spot from Asia uh, from Oceania in Asia um, for 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 qualifying uh, for the for the for the yep. World Cup especially looking at you know maybe a country that you know says all right if you have a if you really commit to this you know that you could really do something and and now uh, this is not to take anything away from let's say macau or, or malaysia um or, or or hong kong but it seems to me that you know a, a team like that could could you know um was it was it fiji it must i think it was fiji who had uh and new zealand on the ropes in the semifinals, uh, Guam, 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 right, Guam, right, yeah. and they, had, and they uh, I think, Cal New Caledonia as well. No, but it was it was Guam uh, who, well, they were hosting that that uh, where. Um, yeah, the last one. Yes, yeah. where New Zealand really had trouble in the semifinals. So you you see, okay, there's yeah. there is some competition there, um, you know. 
I guess I guess the question is, is do you think that, that that having let's say just the two powers you know is kind of a, a negative not a negative but a sort of a, a a missed chance I guess maybe for from for for FIBA Oceana um, to to kind of push the level uh, of basketball down there. Yeah, I guess we we still like in December this year our U15s will go through Oceania this time round and right. um, you know to to qualify for Asia and I guess you know a big thing that uh, Australia's always done is want to help our region get stronger and anything that does that I think we would be definitely all for I guess your question is definitely above my pay rate but um, <laughs> anything that anything to to help the sport grow in our region is only a positive and I, I agree I know that uh, you know we've played New Caledonian teams at times that have been really quite well coached and and been really uh, yeah, had quite a fair bit of talent in them as well and um, so yeah I think the region is only growing uh, with talent and I mean if Fever Asia were willing to accept another team in I'm sure no one down in our parts would be against that. Alright let's go to a little bit different then. Uh, who would you say is let's say the, the, the biggest of the of the, uh, the let's say the leader the leading team for the third place you know the third best team in, in Ocean. Who would you say right now? You know, uh, over, over the past couple of years, is, is kind of you know sort of leading the way. Yeah, I think in my time, Guam's always had really challenging teams to play. Um, you know, they've they've well coached. They've got a, I guess, a bit of an American culture. So there's a lot of uh, exposure to the sport at an early age, and you know they seem to be able to produce uh, pretty talented players, albeit. Um, you know, usually they're they're smaller in stature, but uh, and that's the bit that holds them back. But as I said, New Caledonia, Fiji sometimes have some athletes, and um, yeah, I just think you know the the thing that we've always been able to to try and do through that tournament is help other nations, and we always know that New Zealand are going to be a, a challenge, and New Zealand in its own right are becoming stronger and stronger and I guess from our opinion it was great to see them qualify for their first Worlds at 17 level and you know, we just hope that in itself heaps, uh, helps grow the, the region a bit stronger. Yeah, it, was, it was Guam at the under 17 last year. It was um, it was uh, actually uh, Guam was leading after three quarters and it was only a got see if I can do this math really quick. So six for it was a one point lead for New Zealand after three quarters against Guam. Yeah, okay. Under yeah. seventeen in, 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 in Guam is actually where that was. So Yep. Yeah, I remember watching that game because that would have that would have probably if they had won that game, just kind of like to finish that that thought, that if they had if Guam had ended up winning that game, that would have probably put New Zealand in second place, which meant that you would play New Zealand in the semifinals, and only one of you guys would go yeah. to the under eighteen. Uh, only would only one going to this summer's under eighteen championship is what the, what the the actual magnitude of that game was. Yeah, no, I mean, that's tournament play, isn't it? Like, win yeah. the ones that matter. And, 
like leaving New Zealand, they got that done. I'm sure they're they're very relieved about that. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, again, every Aussie team that goes into any event expects to be able to win it, um, and that's you know something that we'll keep trying to carry on every time we play through Asia and every time we go to a World Cup. All right, I've uh, taken enough of your time. Uh, I know you have uh, some some practices going on soon, so uh, coach. Uh, um, thanks a lot for for uh, for some time. Uh, no worries. I guess uh, I guess enjoy the uh, enjoy the preparation, uh, and uh, and we'll see you down in in uh, in Argentina in a few weeks. Safe safe travels and everything else, and uh, and good luck and uh, Godspeed. Everybody stays healthy, and that there's a full uh, Crocs unit uh, that comes down to uh, South uh, South America this year. I appreciate that a lot, David, and safe travels to you too. Okay, fantastic. Okay, uh, great. Uh, you know, um, Tamara Wigness really cannot wait to watch him play uh, in Argentina. Uh, a lot of people are saying uh, the next Kyrie Irving. Um, I, I just can't wait. I can't wait to watch him and, and also... Um, Swanka Laboku and Luke Jackson and um, yeah just you know they always are great they're you know they're always great kids and um, and they always they always play great basketball you know it's a it's a country that uh, loves its hoops and uh, you know have a have a lot of tradition in that under 17 World Cup you know finishing second losing to the United States twice in 2012 and then also in 2014 and you heard him you know he's like you know they're definitely um just as talented or even more talented than than that those groups and um yeah just i can't wait it's going to be so much fun uh that tournament's going to be so great you know you have uh just a uh it's going to be a fantastic usa team canada will be packed um, you have the French with Killian Hayes, Maladon, Digbu, Casalon, um, and then you have you have Montenegro, Serbia. You know Montenegro; those guys are getting great experience outside of outside of Montenegro. Uh, Adidas Next Generation Tournament. Bojan Taranovic is, uh, is, is with Svezda. Uh, Jovan Kalajic, sixteen-year-old, uh, has already made his debut with the with the Montenegro national team, uh, playing at Spain. He's in Spain, obviously at at, at Gran Canaria. Um, trying to think, there's a there's a there's a a, a, a two thousand one born here in Germany who's already played uh, with. Um, uh, I think he's with Jena, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so. And then uh, you know the Australians, the the Chinese. Uh, just can't wait. It's going to be a great tournament. So um, yeah, so that's uh, that's this, the the rundown with uh, Australia. Uh, as the uh, as the uh, interviews uh, um, come in, and as the build up to this tournament picks up more and more, uh, I can imagine there might be an interview or two. Um, about these uh, uh, also about this tournament so 
stay, 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 uh, stay tuned. Um, I know you only have five more shows to listen, but, uh, I can imagine there might be at least one more with, uh, with some, with some talk about the under 17 world cup. So, all right, with that, uh, I will let you go. Uh, I would imagine that we will already have had gate one, uh, maybe even game two. I don't even know when it's starting, but of the, of the Western conference finals, uh, we should know the Eastern Conference Finals probably and maybe even have started that series. Uh, I'm not sure about the schedules and stuff like that. And and everybody's be ratcheting up ready for the uh, EuroLeague Final Four. So um, definitely talk about that next week and definitely talk about the Adidas Next Generation Tournament. So until next week uh, from Belgrade, uh, thanks. And song you're going to be listening to is Hudson River Dreamboat, and it is by The Special Pillow available on freemusicarchive.org go check it out and uh, we'll talk to you next week Bridges.
Hi, this is Patrick Bauman, Secretary General FIBA, and you're listening to Taking the Charge. Enjoy.